Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Scruffy Nerf Herder podcast. I'm Elise. I'm Li Xing. And today we're going to be reviewing Alejandro Inarritu's film The Revenant, which stars Leonardo DiCaprio and Tom Hardy. Uh, so for those who haven't seen the film yet, it comes out today, January 8, uh, 15th in the UK. Um, and we're going to be talking some major spoilers, so come back to us when you've seen it. So I think that this is going to be quite an interesting discussion between you and I because we don't tend to disagree on films. And um, for me, um, you know, I I actually quite liked this film, um, but, you know, I didn't enjoy it as much as, you know, I would expect, you know, something to, you know, really grab me, you know, the way that Birdman did last year, which was Inoritu's film last year. Um, but The Revenant is still... Um, to me, it does a lot of things, um, you know, that are very, you know, kind of, um, ci- you know, cinematic and they grab, you know, the, the attention of those who, you know, really, really, really like that kind of film. Um, but in terms of, you know, appealing to a broader audience, it probably won't be able to do it. Uh, yeah, like I said, we kind of agree on a lot of films, but I, I don't know. I, I thought this film for me would be a lot better than it than what I felt it turned out being. Um, right. But I think that's largely down to the fact that... Um, and I know they're completely different films, but like Birdman last year was so snappy and so clever and so quick, and the dialogue was great. This is like the polar opposite. Literally, because so, it's yeah. such a quiet film, and the shots are so long, and it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's very much, you know, Leo by himself for a lot of it, um, in isolation, not talking to anyone, mm-hmm. and that, and I so I appreciate it, and I understand what it's doing because obviously, you need it to be like that because it shows him having to fight against you know the landscape and against you know everything to come back. Mm-hmm. Um, so I appreciate that, but at the same time, um, and I think again this is probably you know this is down to a lot of films that are like this when the trailer makes it seem like it's. it's the trailer really makes it seem like it's like one thing, right? Um, which is a bit more kind of not so there is an action there is, but it's a bit more kind of fast paced. When you actually see the film, it's very you know decompressed. It's very you know uh, it's not slow, but it, it's very it's quiet. Kinda, it's yeah, it's 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 more languid than I than yeah, I expected yeah. it to be because you know the the idea that we get from the trailer is that, you know, it's a story of revenge, um, and that it is, it does feel, you know, quite fast paced, but you know, again, that's a really brilliant way of cutting a trailer together to make sure. us want to go and see and, a and, film. And that is the essence of the film. Though. It absolutely is. I mean, you know, the name, uh, the Revenant is, you know, uh, you know, about a return and about a spirit that comes to haunt those who has wronged him. You know, that's, that's what the word means. Um, but you know, a lot of it, um, actually takes place, um, in, you know, um, Leo's journey from, you know, surviving to actually finding the person, you know, Tom Hardy who has wronged him. So in terms of our expectations for the film and what it actually was, um, yes, the film can feel a little bit, um, slow and drawn out, um, but in some cases, that's what I really, really like about it, because, um, the cinematography, again, done by Emmanuel Lubetsky, who did Gravity, um, you know, it's, it's really, really inspired, it's all natural light, some of the shots are incredibly big, and they're massive expository shots, you know, just showing, uh, DiCaprio walking across, like, a river of ice, you know, surrounding 
surrounded by, you know, just this wilderness. And it creates this really, really wonderful, haunting feeling of loneliness. Because, you know, from the time that his um that his people leave him for dead and he's finding them in order to you know go and exact his revenge upon tom hardy um he is alone and he has to survive on his own and the problem is that he's been mauled by a bear in a horribly gruesome amazing scene um and he's fighting to survive not only his wounds but you know the elements and so you know that's one of the things that i really really like about it but it is one of the things that really detracts from you know fully enjoying the film for me i think and i think also i i mean it's probably just me but i didn't really connect with any of the characters like i understood that tom hardy's meant to be the arsehole right and i understand that um um, Donald Gleason's meant to be, you know, the, the the leader, but he also cares about his troops. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, but Leo's relationship with his son, I mean, like, sure, you know that he's got a son, mm-hmm. um, and and you know, no one really likes that fact. Um, well, but... and they don't they don't like it because he's mi- he's mixed race. Mixed race, because, yeah, sure. Um, you know, he's the he's the son of Leo and a Pawnee woman. Yeah. Um, and it, but it's just like I never really felt a connection between him and his son like too right. much. It was more just listen to me. They all hate you, right. and then he dies, and then he's like, right, I will go get revenge. And uh, um, and I don't know whether that's you know, um, I, I just found myself not really caring too much about the characters. Um, and and I I actually completely agree with that because you know there wasn't enough um kind of character building done. We were just kind of expected to be able to jump into the fact that, you know, they were American frontiersmen in the 1820s, um, and the 1820s at that time were a really volatile time between uh, the frontiersmen moving west who wanted to explore, you know, this new land that was just, you know, bought by the Louisiana Purchase in 1803, um, and, uh, you know, and it was a struggle between them and the Native Americans that actually lived on that land because the Native Americans are obviously, you know, they're they're trying to regain what was theirs from these invaders coming in, and they feel that the Americans and in some ways the French coming down from Canada were stealing everything that was theirs, um, which they they were. That that's exactly what was happening. So we're expected to just be able to jump into that and you know be amazed that this guy was in in the 1820s was able to survive this horrific event that happened to him. And you're right, there isn't a lot of character building, and there is, in, in that way, there isn't a lot of character connection that's made. Yeah, and I just, and even when the Native Americans are, are attacking, it just, I don't know, it just felt like a, a kind of, a storyline that was put in place just so it could have a payoff at the end. Right. It was kind of, you know, and I don't want to say it's formulaic as a film, mm. but in terms of, you know, of course Leo's going to be the one to save his daughter, Right. Which will then mean that they won't that later on they'll come into play. I mean, I thought that was kind of obvious. Well, um, yeah, because there, there there are two kind of stories of um, revenge going on here. You know, you have the main story, which is um, uh, DiCaprio's character who wants to uh, kill Tom Hardy for what he did to his son and for leaving him for dead and for just in general being a you know a cynical asshole. Um, and then you have um, this, you know, small um, tribe um, of Na- Native Americans in the 
Arikara tribe who um, are after you know the the people who stole the chief's daughter, um, which was a very common thing that happened back then. Sure. Um, so you know you have these two you know these two tales of revenge. These two people who are traveling um, in order to find something that they both want, and then of course they end up intersecting and you know leo, yeah. leo leo ends up saving the chief's daughter and in return the chief ends up leaving him alone at, at, at the very end of yeah it. And, and, so, and, and obviously you know, and, and then they kill hardy which is like the big point of the fact that at the end leo says you know um i'm not gonna kill you revenge is in god's hand and yeah, then he just exactly. lets him flow down the river to where he sees the indians are and mm-hmm. then he you know um takes and then they they obviously do the deed mm-hmm. um which, you know, kind of redeems Leo in that sense. I suppose that's why they did it. Right, um, right. But I, I don't know. I just, I felt I, I wasn't too, you know, I didn't feel too invested with any of their characters. And I just think that when you're going to have such a quiet film and such and quite a long film um, where a lot of, even the music, there are lots of breaks in the music, you know, where it's quiet. Yeah. And then there'll be a kind of... A, a musical kind of, you know, push, and then it'll go quiet again. Yeah, um, the music is very, very minimalist. Without a connection to, like, really feeling like anything for any of the characters, mm-hmm. those shots really start to drag for me, you know? Whereas right. if I felt, you know, a real connection to those character, those longer shots probably would have had more of an impact because you kind of not be there alongside him, but you'd mm-hmm. feel his kind of his pain a lot more. Well, to me, they kind of start to feel like, you know, the really long holding shots in 12 Years a Slave a couple years ago that, you know, we're, they're, they're doing so much in, you know, portraying, you know, what you know, the emotions that are happening in that scene, but it does get to a point where they do start to drag and they do end up holding a little bit too yeah. long. And that's, you know, that's, that's a decision made in editing and, you know, it just, um, um, you know, for, for, for both films, I think, you know, it's a very good idea, but in order, you know, if you want to either appeal to it, to a general audience or just keep people invested, you got to move it along a little bit yeah, faster and, and, and because and, we get it. We understand exactly what you're doing. We feel what it is that you're doing, but please don't hold on it for much longer because we want to get back into the story. And it's funny because, like, I understand, like, you can understand the mentality of pacing it like that because yeah. if you have it being too quick, then Leo's recovery is kind of like, oh, okay, you were, like, nearly mauled to death and all of a sudden you're, you're fine. So, you know, I understand trying to make it a much longer, tougher, drawn-out kind of journey because he's got to go through a lot to get back. But I felt that as soon as he meets... Um, that other Native American by himself. Right. When, um, and, and, you know, um, he then kind of, you know, starts helping him out. From that point on, it speeds up, and Leo, like, by the time Leo heads back to the camp, mm-hmm. he's then fine overnight to then mm-hmm. just get up and run around again the next day. Mm. Um, so I don't, I don't know whether it was kind of like, we need to show a lot of time and a lot of kind of, you know, this journey that this person has got to go through. But as soon as they were kind of like, right, we've been doing this for an hour and a half. We kind of need him to get to this point now. Mm. His his healing suddenly... And again, I don't know whether it's time-wise is meant to be the same amount of time. And obviously he's got more people to interact with, which kind of moves it on a bit more um, compared to when he's by himself. But I just felt it, the pacing was just a bit weird for me. 
Well, I, you see, I don't know if I completely agree with that because at the very, you know, from from the time that um, Hardy and uh, Will Poulter actually, you know, leave him for dead, um, you know, there there is a slow kind of building to him actually, you know, moving forward and being able to, um, you know, help himself in order to survive. And then he meets uh, the Pawnee Man, and then he comes across the, you know, the French encampment where, where the chief's daughter is. So there's more, yeah, there's more going on and there's more happening. But he's, you can see that he's still kind of, you know, on the edge of not being okay. Yeah. Um, but, you know, obviously when he meets the Pawnee Man, you know, he, um, he's able to be helped in much more, you know, kind of clear, better ways than he was when he was on By his himself. own. Yeah, sure. Um, um, so, you know, I, I didn't mind that so much. I thought it actually moved along really well. Um, you know, some of the long shots were a little, you know, le- you know, too, too lengthy. Um, but that's, that's just me. That's my, you know, that's, that's me not wanting to completely ha- hang on a shot for longer than I think is possible, you know, is necessary. Um, but overall, you know, I thought the pacing of it was really, really good. And it's because, you know, um, they're trying to create that sense of, you know, being alone and, you know, just fighting against the elements of this, you know, completely unexplored wilderness. I mean, uh, until that point, the only people who had really gone that far were these other fur trappers and, you know, Lewis and Clark. So, you know, they, you know, the whole idea of being in a completely unexplored area of this new country that you were living in, um, was done really, really well, I think. Um, so yeah, no, those, those, those aspects of it, I actually quite liked. Yeah. Well, and I thought, you know, I thought, the, I thought Leah was great. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Tom Hardy's character was maybe a little bit, um, not bland, but you know, we get it. He's, you know, the one who doesn't want to be there, who, you know, is only there for the money. Well, um, he, in there for he's, himself. he's he's the one that you can see has completely been savaged by this land. You know, he has a massive scar on his head from where, you know, um, from from where he was scalped at one point, but he didn't die because of it. Um, and, you know, so you can see how he does become that, you know, that cynical about actually being out there. And the only reason that he's there is for is for the money. So I, you know, I do kind of understand him a bit. Um, but you know, Tom is really good at playing those those assholes. <laughs> so yeah. you know, I thought you know, I thought he was really really good. Dica- you know, DiCaprio was really really good. Um, and just the stuff that he had to go through, um, in order to make this film is you know mind blowing. Um, so yeah, no, I thought I thought the performances were really good. The directing was really really good. The cinematography is inspired. You know, Lubetsky always knocks it out of the park, and just the fact that it's all done with natural light as well. Yeah, and it's it's funny though because like we talk about it, and I agree with all of those points. I think it's acted well, directed well, shot well, sounds good, right? Yeah. But I didn't love the film. Like, yeah, it's, fair it's, enough. It's, it's distinctly I can appreciate the film, mm-hmm. but would I want to go and watch it again right now? No. Yeah. See, I'm. You know, I would. I'm. I'm on the cusp of wanting to watch it again. Um. But at the same time, you know, I didn't love it. I liked it. I really did like it. I thought it was a really good film. I think it deserves to be up for the nominations that it's up for this year so far. Um. But at the same time, you know, it didn't hit me like a film that I'm gonna go out and tell everybody, oh my god, you have to see this film. Yeah. Um. You know, if anything, you go to see it in order to see. You know. 
DiCaprio's performance to see the cinematography, which is really, really beautiful. Um, and to just see, you know, the way, you know, you know the way that, you know, um, the performances all kind of come together and the whole story, you know, because the, because the thing is, this is based on true events. This is not completely fictionalized, but it doesn't say that at the beginning of the film. So you can completely allow yourself to immerse, to be immersed in this story that could be completely fictionalized and just based on you know, the time period where it's being written in. Um, but then you realize that it's based on real events and it doesn't feel like a biopic at all. It doesn't feel like, yeah, yeah. you know, you know it, it just doesn't, it, it doesn't feel like that type of movie. And that I think is what the filmmakers did really, really well was they were able to tell a story that is based on true events without making it feel like the, you know, the line of biopics that are going to come out this, the, this yeah, Oscar sure. season and it sets it apart. Well, and you know, I think ultimately, like I said at the start, what it is, I love, I, I think it's all done really well, but it's that lack of investment in the characters. Right. I feel if I was invested more in Leo's relationship with his son, mm-hmm. um, then maybe I would have liked it more. You know, um, but I don't know. I just I, I felt they spent too long on certain aspects and not mm. long enough on others. But that, you know, that's that's my preference on it. You know, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. it's very much you know how much backstory do you need to tell of of Leo's character? I mean, right. you know, very quickly they show you what happens to Glass and and the fact that his family are basically all killed and mm-hmm. that's why he then goes off with his son. Um, and they show it in flashbacks and kind of more memories of his. Right. And, which, you know, and again, it's that, you know, weird kind of, you know, the way that Enrique likes to bring that in very much in the way that he did with um, Birdman and with, yeah. um, you know, the character in, my, in, in Michael Keaton's head. Yeah, exactly. And, and so, you know, it, it's funny because, like, he does do that work to show you that history. But yeah. at the same time, I just felt it didn't really connect. Um but then, you know, everything else about it is great. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah, no, it is a film that I actually, you know, I quite liked. I'm not going to say that I completely enjoyed it because it is it is really grueling and it's hard to watch. And um, it is really, you know, difficult to, to get through because it is so, you know, it, it's focused on these really, really difficult events to, to watch. And it's unbelievable that somebody could actually go through some you know some of those events obviously a lot of it is fictionalized for a dramatic effect but you know it's still you know a really really you know good grasp of what it was like to be a frontiersman in in, in the 1820s yeah, and I thought, yeah. I, you know i thought they did that really really well so all the nominations for this year's oscars are out and the revenant has been nominated for a slew of technical awards including production design and hair and makeup um, but it's also up for editing and cinematography um, and also uh, both Hardy and DiCaprio have been nominated for their performances um, Inoritu is up for director and obviously The Revenant is in the running for best picture um, DiCaprio, Inoritu and the film have all won at the Golden Globes last Sunday um, so it really seems like this film is on a roll saying that, do we think that this could be Leo's year that he wins? um it's because just... because honestly I'm not I, I'm I'm not quite sure. It's a really really good performance and he yeah, had to but... go and he had to go through a lot in order to do it and whether that's enough to push him, you know, past people like Eddie Redmayne, 
um, to actually, you know, take home, you know, an award that he's been waiting for for so long. We've been waiting for him to get for so long. Um, you know, I, well, I'm not I, sure. I would just say, obviously, it depends on who he's up against, but he's done better films. I think acting wise. Well, the the Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, I, for and one, I, and I think you know, he does really well in this film, but yeah. I I think he does, uh, he's had stronger performances. Mm. I'll be surprised if he wins it, but then again, it's against it's always against who you're up against. Well, yeah, 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 definitely. But you know, I think that you know his his performance is much. Um, you know, because he's by himself a lot, you know, he has to rely on himself a lot and he doesn't have, you know, other actors to really play against all that much, um, you know, unlike some of his other films. Um, so yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm not quite sure, you know, obviously we'll have to see all of the other films that come out, um, but, you know, you have a lot of, you know, really familiar faces coming up this year. So, you know, it, it'll just be really, yeah, really we'll interesting to see. So that's our review of The Revenant. You've been listening to The Scruffy Nerf Herder, and we'll catch you next time.